Welcome back to the Black and White Podcast, where we seek to filter the gray world around us through God's Word with radical grace, raw truth, and real hope. I'm Denise Pass, and I'm continuing a conversation today with a special friend to bring some encouragement to moms out there. Becky Keefe is the Community Manager for Encourage, a widely followed online community of Christian women. In addition to leading Encourage's many contributors, Becky speaks regularly at MOPS, Mothers of Preschooler Groups, and at other women's events, Becky and her husband live near Los Angeles, where they enjoy hiking sunny trails in the San Gabriel foothills with their three spirited sons, ages 10, 9, and 7. Learn more at BeckyKeefe.com. Welcome back, Becky. Thank you, Denise. I loved our conversation last week, and it's so great to be back here with you. I did too. It just brought back such sweet memories for me. You know, those years that you think you're never going to survive and you look back and you can see the goodness of God because I've got four kids in college right now and I'm telling you, I'm missing those days now. I never thought I'd say that, but those hard, tiring moments that you have as a young mom, you'll realize it was so worth it. Becky, your book, No Better Mom for the Job, Parenting with Confidence, even when you don't feel cut out for it, is so helpful because it is real. Y'all got to pick up a copy of this book. It will really encourage you. And in this book, you admit your less than glamorous parenting moments, but bring us back around to gratitude and confidence in our calling as moms. Oh, I appreciate that, Denise. Yeah, I think when we are raw and real about motherhood, both the blessings and struggles alike, it frees others to do the same. Because the truth is none of us are living a highlight reel. There is the good and the hard and the, and the ugly and like those kind of picture-perfect moments and all of it together makes up the mosaic of motherhood. And I think that we um, serve one another well as sisters in Christ and as fellow moms and um, to just say like, this is the gritty reel of it all and help each other to see how God meets us in the thick of it. Love that. All of it together makes up the beautiful mosaic of motherhood. The scripture for this episode is taken from Psalm 127, verse 3. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb of reward. This scripture is such a reminder that moms are blessed. We've been given an incredible task, and God calls it a reward. He would not give us this gift by mistake, and he would not give us something he did not think we could handle. We would need his grace, but he will enable us. But isn't it funny that these blessings in our lives can sometimes bring the worst out in us, or are we blaming them for something that is already resident within us? (laughs) I would say it's both. I would say that the blessings in our lives sometimes do bring out our worst, but Yeah, it's probably stuff that was there already. I know for me, I never thought I was angry until I became a mom. And I think that motherhood, because it takes so much of us and we are so extended and we pour ourselves out constantly, um, that sometimes, you know, we realize that our, our reserves for other things like patience and, um, you know, being responsive instead of reactive, that those things were always within us, but we had, I think, a little bit more reserves to deal with them. And then motherhood kind of bubbles them up the surface. And it's hard and painful, but I think that motherhood is also one of God's really 
hard, beautiful, refining tools that he uses to help us see like, like I do have this selfishness. I do have this impatience. I do have this lack of gentleness within me. And now it's right here at the surface for all of us to see. And so let's deal with it um, and see what God wants to do through it. Oh, you know, whenever you say anger, goodness, the Lord show me that my anger, you know, because I didn't really, for me, when I get angry, I cry. <laughs> but I was taking their sin problem mm. personally. And that was when I realized, oh, Lord, you've got to help me. And so the discipline for my child was discipline for me and God revealing areas in my life that I needed to confess and repent of too. You know, to the mom listening today who's not convinced when you say you can do this, you are doing this. This was in your book as well. Who says in her mind, I'm not doing it well. What would you say to her? I would say that a bad mothering moment or even a day or week or season that feels like you're missing the mark doesn't make you a bad mom. And again, I would go back to Denise, to what we talked about in our last episode. And so if you're listening, you haven't listened to that one, go back because I talk about how important it is to identify and celebrate our unique mom strengths. We are going to miss the mark. Parenting with confidence doesn't mean parenting with perfection. Not at all. Like if you equate, if I'm confident as a parent, that means I know what I'm doing all the time. I have the perfect answer or the perfect reply or know how to handle every parenting situation. No, parenting with confidence means that when you feel inadequate, you know that God is going to come and stand in the gap and he's going to walk with you. He's going to show you grace and give you grace to extend to your kids. And so I want to say that even if you don't feel like you're doing it well, if you are showing up and giving what you have, that is good and that is enough and God fills in the gap. So you are doing it. Oh, that's so encouraging. And you know, perspective is everything. Sometimes we can get so busy and caught up with the hectic pace of life that we can lose that perspective. My perspective is regained when I get into God's Word. Okay. I, I need Him to renew my mind daily and actually many times a day. But how do you encourage moms to regain the perspective they may have lost in the fray of motherhood? Well, Denise, I think what you said right there is like the first and foremost key. But sometimes as moms, we feel like there's so many things that we need. We need, we need more sleep. We need more caffeine. We, we need more time alone. And I would say, yes, like get sleep when you can. Yes, like exercise and feed your body well and eat more than just a leftover peanut butter and jelly crust. Like those things are important. But what we need, what we really need more than anything is we need the word of God to fill us and sustain us and to be the lens through which we see our motherhood. So I would say for sure that, um, that getting time in God's word is the way that we keep our perspective in check. And I had to learn in motherhood that that was going to look different in my life, at least, than before I became a mom. Before I became a mom, spending time in God's word looked like uh, getting up early before work and like having a sort of quiet time or going to Starbucks in the evening and journaling for half an hour, or going to a Bible study or a prayer group. And those were all wonderful things. And if you can do that in the season you're in, do it. You won't regret it. But when I had three kids, three and under, four and under, that was not my reality. And so I had to learn that, um, 
that God, spending time with God and his word is not in this quiet time devotional box that we sometimes as Christians like to put him in. Sometimes Denise, him renewing my perspective was just finding one verse, writing it on a post-it note or an index card, taping it next to my kitchen sink where I was washing bottles or prepping dinner and just meditating and reading that one verse over and over, day after day, and letting His truth renew my mind. I love that you just mentioned having just a post-it with a verse, because I think sometimes people feel like our devotion time has to look perfect. And if if it did have to, I would have never had a perfect (laughs) devotion time. But I know with my kids, sometimes I would literally just fall on my knees in front of them, because every time I would try to get up at five, somebody would get up at five. You know, every time I had a perfect plan for my perfect devotion time, I realized that was an idol. <laughs> that really, it was just seeking him and seeking him in front of my kids even and, and, and letting them join me. And it was chaotic and crazy sometimes, but they remember that. You know, when I asked my kids, what do you remember the most growing up? And I asked that of them recently because my fifth child. I adopted him from Russia. And there was just some challenging uh, things that I was facing there with him. And I I interviewed my older kids. So what was it that I did right? Or (laughs) what was it that went well when I was uh, raising you that made you love Jesus so much? I mean, as if I could take the credit for that, because we all know it was God. But it was interesting that, you know, one of my kids said the fact that you sought God passionately. And another kid, the fact that you stayed home and that you uh, ran a co-op, and that you sacrificed for us. So they they are they are looking at you. They are watching you, and it doesn't have to be perfect. They didn't say, "Oh, mom, it just blessed me so much that you had perfect devotion times every morning." <laughs> it, it was that when life got crazy, I pressed in to God. That's what meant the most to them. And so, just an encouragement to moms: it isn't your perfect life or your perfect devotion time that'll win their hearts. It's you drawing near to God. You know, one of my favorite quotes from your book is, your overwhelm is actually an opportunity to experience God's power. I love that. We don't like this place of desperate need to carry out our calling as moms. I mean, who does, right? But this is actually our sweet spot, right? If we depend on God and lean on His understanding and enablement, can you expand on this a bit? How do moms access this power? Yeah, I'll tell you what, Denise, that's something I feel like God taught me a few years ago. And yet I'm still, I preach that to myself, Becky, your overwhelm is actually an opportunity to experience God's power. And I think back, uh, I mean, I've been in a place of overwhelm many times, but I think back to one evening a few years ago, um, at the time I was in graduate school, I worked part-time from home home with my kids. And I, it just was one of those days. I don't even know the details, but my husband was late from coming home from work and I was just spent. I was just at the end of myself. And he like barely walks through the door. And I was like, kids are ready for bed. Teeth are brushed. I have to walk around the block. Goodbye. <laughs> and I just felt like oh, I just had, I just needed space to breathe. And so I take this walk around the block as the sun is setting and I'm just like pouring out my heart to God. I just feel like tangled up and overwhelmed. And this, this feeling is, God, what I have to give is not enough for what is needed. 
what I have to give in motherhood and in my, in my job and, um, you know, in grad school and then the gifts that he's given me to, to write and speak, like what I have to give is not enough for what is needed. And, and sometimes we're in places where we've said yes to too many things. Um, I have definitely been there, but in this case, I, I wasn't, I felt like I had only said yes to things that God told me to. And yet still I was at this place of just faced with like my lack. And so I remember reaching out to a friend um, who has six kids and lots going on in her life. And I was like, if anyone will know what to do, Elise will know. And so I sent her this voice message um, and I said, Elise, what do we do when what we have to give is not enough for what is needed? And Elise, she replied back and she could have commiserated with me and told me, oh, yes, I, I know you totally reasonable that you're overwhelmed or, you know, compared her own list of struggles. But instead, she reminded me of the story of the five loaves and two fish and how God made what was not enough into more than enough. Mm-hmm. And I'll just recap the story super quick because you probably are familiar with it. And I was, and I was too. Um, but it's this moment where Jesus and his disciples have been ministering to this crowd of people and it's getting late and they're pressed up against this mountain. And the disciples say like, Jesus, like send the people home. Like they got to go get some food. And he's, they say, we only have these five loaves and two fish. And Jesus says, bring them here to me. And the scripture says, and the story is found in all four gospels, which is one of the only stories found in all four gospels. And it says, Jesus took the loaves and he looked up to heaven and he gave thanks and he broke the bread. And as we know, then the 5,000 people, which was really more like 10,000 because 5,000 just counts the men, but there were women and children there. And not only was there enough to feed everyone, but there was more than enough. There was basketfuls that were left over. And Denise, what God taught me that morning that evening as I heard that story and then read it again the next morning was that it's okay if I don't feel like I have enough to give. But if I come to God and say, God, like, here's what I got. Here's all my time and my energy. You have got to make my not enough into more than enough. And I believe that God is still in the business of doing miracles and multiplications. And I think that our lives as moms are the perfect stage for those miracles. And so when you feel like you don't have enough, I think we do what Jesus did. We take what we have, we look up to heaven and we give thanks. God, thank you for this energy I do have. Thank you for this time that I do have. Take what I have and make it into more than enough. And God has been so faithful to do that for me over and over again in my motherhood, in my marriage, in my writing doesn't always feel easy. I don't think the disciples felt comfortable in that situation of feeling like, I don't know if this is going to work out, but I know this, I know that God is faithful. And, um, so I encourage you to go and look up that story of, of, of those loaves and fish and ask God, how might he want to do a miracle of multiplication in your life today? Love that emphasis more than enough. I think we tend to, as you were mentioning, focus on our lack. And it isn't just enough. You know, we, we tend to be like, just give me enough, get me by. But no, he gives us more than enough. So beautiful. And I love that you preach to yourself too. I do the same thing. And and now as an author, my words come back to haunt me. No, <laughs> they come back to bless me, but my kids will come up to me and say, shame off you, mom. <laughs> Whenever I'm feeling bummed about something, they are quick to encourage me with the words that 
I've encouraged them with. And so it's really a blessing to foster that in our homes as well. Becky, what would you say is the greatest need that moms have? Hmm. I think one of our greatest needs is to be seen. I think that so much of motherhood is unseen work. Um, It's the things that we do that we're never going to get credit for. We're never going to get a shiny gold star. We're never going to have a performance review from an employer who said, look what you've done, bravo. Um, And I think that we have this longing and desire. I think it's just built into our DNA to be seen. And what I've experienced in motherhood is first and foremost to learn that God sees me. That, um, and, we, and we see that in, in scripture, that one of God's name is, is the God who sees Elroy. And that in our unseen, whether you are a stay-at-home mom or work out of the house mom or you have one kid or a blended tribe of 10, whatever your story is, is that God sees you. And so when you are feeling discouraged or unappreciated or just you like you're drowning and it can feel so often like we're alone, that really we can cling to those promises and they're all over scripture. That God says, I go with you and behind you. I hem you in. He says, I will never leave you or forsake you. Do not be discouraged. I go before you. And so those are some of those, um, those truths that we can preach to our own hearts, that we can, again, put up on that post-it note, um, you know, next to our bed or on our car dashboard or wherever you're going to see it. And just remember that God is fiercely with you and he sees you. Yes. You know, one of my uh, children, that was one of the things that she felt, she felt unseen And so, you know, that's something that is such, you've just hit on such a great point there, needing to know not just seen, but accepted. And that is such a core need. Becky, um, some some moms might still be doubting that they are the one for the job. What would you say to them? If you feel like you are not cut out for this mom job, that you and your kid are not a match, to be honest, I'm not going to be able to convince you otherwise in the course of a podcast segment. But what I would encourage you to do is go to God with those doubts. Wrestle it out with Him. I, that's what I had to do. I had to say, like, God, at the core of it, I feel like you made a mistake. I feel like there's something... <laughs> not matching up with how you paired me and my specific kids. And um, I think that God will meet you in that place. That being the right mom for our kids doesn't mean that things are going to always go smoothly, but I think it means that, that we can learn what it means to walk in cadence with the Lord, what it means to find that rhythm of grace where we can fall down and He picks us back up, where we can say, I'm at the end of my rope again. And that is the point that we're at the beginning of His grace. That we can look to scriptures like, um, I feel like I lived in the book of James and it promises if anyone lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to him or her. And so I felt like, God, like I, every day I'm lacking wisdom. How do I, how do I handle, you know, this kid and, and, you know, his habit of lying or how do I handle this, this child with this diagnosis we can't figure out? Like there's so many places, motherhood in life, we need wisdom and, and God promises to give that to us. And so 
I would say to you, if you are doubting you're the one for the job, it's okay to doubt. It's okay. God's not scared of your doubts, but I guarantee he wants to talk to you. He wants to meet you in them. And so I'd say, go honestly to him, pour it out and be open to hearing what he says. That's uh, one of my favorite verses from James. And one of the key things I would tell my kids as well is ask God for wisdom. If there's anything that you would ask for, ask for wisdom. And I know um, so often we try to exhaust every other resource before we come and ask for wisdom. Uh, It's like we forget. You know, we try to figure out the problems of life on our own. But such a great reminder there. Becky, are there any other last thoughts you'd like to share? Just thank you for having me on, Denise. Um, it's a pleasure to, to share this time with you. And to all you mamas out there, I just want to say you're amazing. God delights in you. Um, he has made you the mom of your exact kids on purpose, for a purpose. And he is there to walk it out with you in the thick of it. And I pray that uh, No Better Mom for the Job encourages you on your journey. Thank you again for coming and encouraging us, Becky. You are such a blessing to so many. I pray that God will use your message to encourage and strengthen many moms in their mighty calling. You can leave a comment to be entered to receive a free copy of Becky's book, No Better Mom for the Job, Parenting with Confidence, even when you don't feel cut out for it. To find out more about Becky, visit her website, www.beckykeefe.com. The raw truth is that our feelings do not determine our success as a mom. The radical grace is when we are overwhelmed, God's power is available to meet us in our time of need. And the real hope is our hope can be renewed and our perspective can change as we get into God's word. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth.